I'll stand with arms held high and heart abandoned. That's what it's going to take. The light has been flickering too long in America. Dark is creeping in. Dark is taking over. And now it's time for the church to stand. Not just kind of stand casually once in a while. No, stand with their hands held high and their hearts wide open for God. Reckless abandon for God. Does this thing sound all right? I don't know if I'm in a little bit of a box here or something or monitors, me, you, us. Okay, out there? Excellent. Okay, title this morning's message is Bring Them to God. Bring them. Bring them to God and let God do what He does. You're not God. Bring them. Bring them. Let them sit in the presence of God, in the house of God, and hear the Word of God. They don't like it, they'll leave. Your job's bring them. To bring them. Opening text is Matthew 13, 3. We haven't been doing our job for a long time. We've been mentioning it, but it's been falling on deaf ears. Hard ground. Not fallowed ground. You have to make your heart fallow ground in order to receive the Word of God, or it just lays there like on concrete, and then some bird comes and gobbles it up as if it never was sown. Matthew 13, 3 simply states this, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. This is our opening text. A sower went forth to sow. Philip Moore, would you take us before the Lord, please? Okay, sowing and reaping. Principles our farmers have lived by for hundreds of years. You reap what you sow. You sow wheat, you get wheat. You sow corn, you get corn. Sowing and reaping. This is where we're going to start. Galatians 6-7 tells us this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You sow corn, you don't get wheat. You get corn. So God is saying, I want you to know something. I don't want you to be deceived. You are sowing seed every day of your life. Our nation is sowing seed every day of its life. And God says, I want you to know something. That which you've sowed, I won't be mocked. Because whatever you sow, it will bring forth fruit. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 tells us this. But this I say, he which sparingly sh uh, shall, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. You sow a half a row of corn, you'll get a half a row of corn. Very common, very simple, nothing too deep, nothing hard to understand. God says, this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Listen, we have sown bountifully. Probably think I was going to say the other one, didn't you? We have sown bountifully since the last 30 to 40 years. Bountifully sowing wild seed. Bountifully. Acres after acres after acres after acres. And now the harvest is in. And we're gathering it. I can remember when I graduated from high school. Now, I graduated in 1967, so I'm 63 years old. 
For a lot of you, I'm old now. Okay? My children are now grown, and now they're having children. So that's like three generations right there. Since I graduated from high school, now a lot of you probably have heard about it, maybe even wished you were born then, but I was in it. I was there, not literally at the place, but at the time. Who remembers Woodstock? Absolutely insane time in our nation. All restraint was thrown away. Total abandonment of every moral fiber that our nation used to believe in and live on. Total abandonment. In 1969, they said it was a monumental musical festival that changed our world. Somewhere up in New York, Bethel, New York. I've heard from anywhere from more than a, a half of a million people came together or a million people came together. Outdoors, rain or shine, in the field, united in a message of peace, openness, and cultural expression. In other words, sex and drugs. And alcohol, constantly, all through. And I was... See, I graduated 1789. I was about 19 years old, going into the military. Total abandonment of everything that we've known and been told. Expression, freedom. And I would even hear little driplets and drops of people, maybe that were godly, saying, this is about the most horrible thing that could happen to our country. And I was going, what? What's the big deal? Well, I walked. Okay. I was 17, and now I'm 63. You do the math real fast. All those years, we've been sowing seed that has come from that. A million people there now are my age. And they raised millions after them. With that seed of rebellion and total abandonment of restraint and morality. And they are now having millions and millions more. We have sown bountifully in that area. And now we're reaping it. The harvest is in. By my estimation, it's a bumper crop. Glory. Well, I did do the years. 44 years later. That's how long it's been since Woodstock and Joe Cocker and all those crazy and filthy uh, language and songs, that filthy songs would come out and we were applauding them and glorifying them, made them rich. 44 years later, we now have this bumper crop. A generation after generation after generation doing what we want, when we want, the way we want, without restraints and butt out. This is where we are. Hopelessness and despair roll the day. That's part of the fruit that we have harvested. Hopelessness, despair, depression, and godliness. That's just some. We can mention Hordes and hordes. It's a bumper crop. Life is meaningless. We have no value. 
Joe Cocker in 69, abortion in 72. 53 or 5 million years, babies later, we're bringing in a crop. It's my choice. So now life is meaningless without value, and this is all reflected in his Bible account. Listening to a little clip of a message, I thought, oh my gosh, late at night last night I was thinking, God, I've got to change everything around this morning. Because I believe this is what you want for us to hear. So I take no credit for this, just a vessel from God, hoping you have ears to hear and your ground is cultivated to receive the seed. Or it'll just... You can plant the best seed, the most expensive seed that you want on the surface of my pulpit. And it'll do what? Rot. The best ever, the greatest farmer. You can come with your best fertilizer. It will just rot. Hard, granite, glass top, heart. Cultivate it. You ever run a cultivator? Shake it. That's well hard. You need your heart torn apart by the Spirit of God this morning. So he can get in there and say, my gosh, and a lot of us is going to take the pick to the heart to cultivate it so it can receive what we're about to hear. Other than that, God's words are going to go and do nothing. Kind of like where we've been for years. Love Philip's prayer. God, please don't make this just be a little fizzle and fizzle out again. David Wilkerson would call it fireworks. Shh, boom, oh! Kind of our moves and our excitements for God, like fireworks. So here we go. Here's the part. Mark chapter 9, verse 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. This is the day and age that we are living in. We have, now, you, you cannot misunderstand what I'm about to say. It's a, I don't want um, you to think that I'm saying dumb like we would look at the word, you dummy, you dumb. No, we have a speechless void of understanding, recognizing the voice of God, a dumb Amen. spirit, a dumb generation that prevails now in our nation. That's what this is saying. God, God, I have, we're, we're just dumb, Lord. We have no clue. We don't have any idea. I'm bringing this generation to you, God. That's what this father was saying. Dumb means speechless. In other words, a generation has lost the voice of spiritual reasoning. No longer knows the word of God. No clue about God. Never heard, never been to God. Never been to church. In America, bumper crops in. It's here. We have truckload after truckload after truckload now in our nation. A generation no longer seeking God, no longer caring about God, no longer even wanting God. We have a generation that has no life, no exuberance for life, no meaning. Generation now has no reasoning at all. To be able to understand right and wrong, up and down. 
We have a generation that has no common sense. None. Went to a big powwow not that long ago with all the police and all the superintendents and everybody trying to figure out what to do after that shooting of all the children, little children. Trying to figure out what to do. And they're saying the big issue was mental health, mental health. There is no sound mind in this bumper crop. It's not there. It's missing. No sound mind is part of the fruits that we have reaped because we have sown. Who cares, seed? Exactly. I don't even think I have to even do all this to convince you. No reasoning, no common sense, no sound mind. Doing things that were unthinkable just a few years back. Unthinkable, unimaginable. Couldn't even imagine doing that. And now it's every day. Unimaginable. Unimaginable. You understand? Can't even sit and think it up. It's unimaginable. Now it's common every day. I bring some heavy, unbelievable load to to somebody that has to minister to somebody, and I'm thinking, geez, I'm going to kill them. Tell them this load you've got it, and they go, we handle that all the time. Like, what? All the time? All the time. Unimaginable, unthinkable harvest, bumper crop, U.S. of A. In that meeting, I kept going like this, and they weren't being rude to me. They just did it. Everybody was talking, speaking, standing up, and, you know, all the officials and everybody, that's everybody. And this is the scripture I wanted to give them. Bible says this in Proverbs 2, 7, He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. And the only way you can get righteous is if you give your heart to God. You know that. And He, the Son of Righteousness, comes inside of you and makes you righteous. Righteous, living right, doing what is right, according to the Word of God. Then you can, and God says, I give them sound wisdom. We don't want God. Get them out. Tear down the Ten Commandments. Don't you dare talk in Jesus' name, and you better not pray in Jesus' name. At any graduation, anything, chaplains in the service, out with you. They're throwing our chaplains out because they refuse. Put it on Facebook. We got a man from Idaho, born again believer, went back to his old country in Iran. He could be there. He was there legally, doing nothing wrong, trying to do with orphans, dealing with Christ, the Christian in Jesus' name. Got eight years. Our president won't even address it. Wife went to Congress. Went to Congress, the House of Representatives, the Senate. Some of them showed up. Nobody from the administration showed up. Said, told her, we're busy. We're busy. No sound wisdom only comes from God. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Sound wisdom. The mental health was, I mean, that's the big issue. Because people are freaking out and doing these unimaginable things. Who could ever thought you'd live to see the day where some crazy person would take a gun and shoot first graders? Bumper crop. And we probably have not even harvested 80% of the crop. Bible says this, Psalms 1, 1 through 4 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is the seed that has been sowed and used to be reaped in our nation. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he doth meditate day and night upon the word. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. This is what we have. You can't teach God in school. You can't teach this. You can't teach that. Ungodly. So Bible tells us the ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. We now live in a nation as being driven by their lusts and lack of a sound mind. Bumper crop. New Living Translation saying, Verse Proverbs 2.7, listen to this. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. And you can't be honest unless you have God in you. A treasure of common sense. That's why you can watch the news and some huge chief of something in our government makes this statement, says that, and you're going, what? If I was there, I'd do that. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to go to Harvard. Just open up your Bible. And so this bumper crop, so you're going, how can they? It's because they can't. They, they can't. They don't have it in them. They are dumb. You understand what I mean by that word now? I'm not a slam. I'm telling you, the Bible says there's a spirit. He's dumb. He can't speak. He has no reasoning of God in him because we have thrown God out of our nation. And now we're reaping. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whithersoever I, he taketh him, he, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I'm thinking, that's a description of our land. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. I don't do this too often anymore, but every once in a while I'd get a, a paper and go sit at McDonald's and have a little cheeseburger. Now if I do that, get the same paper, get the same cheeseburger, sit there at McDonald's, everybody that walks in, you're like, he looks like he could do something. Seriously, you don't do that? He looks like this guy can freak out at any given moment. That's a bumper crop. That's what's coming. That's what we're in. That's what we're harvesting. It's insane right now. To me, it's a perfect description of our godless society. It's pining away. Things are tearing at our kids that we, I never had to face. The foaming at the mouth, the uncontrolled lust and rage, pornography, billion-dollar business. Not going to hurt anybody. Just had all that shooting to all those kids. Next, next movie that Sylvester Stallone brought out was Bullet to the Head. You think somebody that can have any kind of authority say, do you think, really? After what we just went through, really? They can't. They can't do it. Sylvester Stallone's got more money and you and I got teeth. He should have just said, you know, let's forget this. This is stupid. No, they can't. They have no spiritual reasoning, no godliness whatsoever. Hopelessness and despair abound. So, verse 15, Matthew 17. This is how Matthew says it. 
Again, these aren't slams, you know, politically correct. It's the Word of God. Lord, have mercy on my son. He's a lunatic. There's something wrong with him. Bad, God. He doesn't think normal. His mind doesn't work right. And all the who's who are saying this. We've got to have better mental health. We've got to have better have this. Not realizing that the answer is simply coming to Christ. Who will take a crazy mind and bring sound wisdom to it. So Matthew says, he's a lunatic. He's sore vexed for oftentimes he falls into the fire and off into the water. Same verse, new life. Version says this, Lord, have pity on my son. He is very sick and at times loses the use of his mind. You hear these terrible things, and you really, I do, what fool would do this? And then they'll show you a picture of him. You're going, oh, my gosh, guy looks crazy. Looks like nothing's behind his eyes. Bumper crop. That's what we've harvested. That's what our big harvesters are bringing in now to our nation. Scripture goes on, a man says, the father says he's heartbroken over his son, or like you and I should be heartbroken over this generation or generations behind us. I brought him to church. I brought him where the steeple is, where the cross is, and they couldn't cure him. That word cure means to restore to health, to heal. And so... That's what the father was saying. Is he, he's bringing his lunatic without the reasoning. His mind just doesn't work. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, I'll take him to church. We have over 100 churches here in this town. Wow. We should all be of sound mind, full of the love of God, all praising God, all stopping at stop signs, letting the other person go picking up all the clothes that fall off the hanger at Gabriel's. We should be doing it all. A hundred churches. Uh, but, 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 but they couldn't cure them. Bringing them to church isn't going to do it. You understand? We've sowed so long. We've rebelled so deep. This, this is so bad, so trenched in our nation. Having a little Christmas program isn't going to do it. It's just not. PBS, which we do and will continue to do, and I love, is still not going to do it. Little church activities. Some of the children they bring to VBS are crazy. Do you understand? You might go, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about just an unruly little child. I'm talking about these guys are something different in them. Their mind doesn't work. Look, church as usual isn't going to do it. God is looking to challenge you this morning. You have a part in this, even though you're sitting there thinking, can I do? This has been going on too long. Our hopelessness is too deep now. But God is still looking for the church to step it up. It's the way it is. It's what he does. Matthew 17, 21 says, How be it this kind cometh not out but by prayer and... We at least want to start fasting every Wednesday, first Wednesday of every month. 
Start fasting. Say, God, you got to take us deeper. You got to give us more spit, more ump, more anointing, more guts, more something. Church as usual is not going to work. And God says, as the enemy turns it up, you need to turn it up. Do you understand? It's, it's not going to happen. It's here. All over. And Zanesville is bad. Some guy was spitting out statistics to me yesterday. I was trying to pull my jaw back up. Because he was telling me, and he seems like he has a job that would know the first case of AIDS that ever happened in Ohio happened in Zanesville. Drugs are rampant in Zanesville. It's like the capital, drug capital of the world. Zanesville. Zanesville. Yeah. Good old Zanesville. So many drugs prescriptions going on in this city that they're taking action. Zanesville. You're talking New York, right? No, you're talking, I'm talking Zanesville, where you live, where God has planted you in this church. So God says this, Scripture tells us that Jesus asked the Father, man, how long has your son been like this? And he said, since a child. In other words, this entire generation, I don't know, that we've abandoned so we could have our lemonade and hammock, so that we could do what we want, when we want, say what we want, serve God how we want. <laughs> We're doing the same thing financially now with our kids. We don't care about them. We've already done that spiritually. So he says, how long? He says, all his life since a child. That's all he's known. He hasn't known a hug. He hasn't known a love. He hasn't seen a picture of Jesus. He hasn't colored about little Moses. He did nothing like that. <clears throat> it's absolutely hopeless. If you leave now, you're in trouble because I've laid it on, but I'm telling you the truth. That's the way it is. It's what our nation has done, and the church had its part. We did all, we did our seats on. We sure did. So it's hopeless. This generation of young people seems hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. America, hopeless. I mean, really, who has any ounce of that America's going to stand up and shake it off and say, what are we even doing? Who believes that anybody in that Washington area is like, please. We snubbed our nose at God for a long time. So what can we do? Well, it's going to really fall down to what we should have been doing. Matthew 17, 15 simply says this, Lord, have mercy on my son. He's a lunatic. He's sore vexed. His mind doesn't work right. Oftentimes he falls into the fire and the water. And I brought him to church. I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't cure him. Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. He's talking to you and I. Faithless and perverse. We don't walk it straight, and we don't believe it. How long shall I be with you? Look what he says. How long shall I suffer you? Here's the answer. Bring him to me. This is what we got to do. Bring him to me. Bring them to Jesus. Bring them to God. Bring them to where they can hear the uncompromised word of God. Bring them to God. That's what the Lord said. All this hopeless, all this chaotic from the child, it's impossible. Our nation, just bring them to God. That's your job. And God calls us faithless and perverse. 
because we haven't been doing what he's called us to do. And the bumper crop's here. Now what? God says, oh my gosh. Then bring him to me. This is what you've got to do. Bring them here. Bring them to where they hear the Word of God. Straight, uncompromised, unashamed Word of God. Bring them. Now they could shake it off and leave, but bring them. Let them come. Let them sit in the presence of God, get saturated with godly music. Let them see men, our age, people. Let them serve God and worship God and lift up hands. Let them see it. Bring them. God says, bring them to me. Not to a denomination. Bring them to me. Bring them to Christ. Not to Pastor Joe. Bring them to God. Almighty God. That's the answer. Get them to sit under the word of God. Bring them into the presence of God. Our perverse and faithless generation goes, if I can get to church, I can get to church. Then you're part of the bumper crop thinking it's not that vital to come to church. Missing the whole crux of being faithful to God. Missing it. And now we got a bumper crop. Get them to sit under this word. Bring them into the presence of God. That separates us from every other church. The presence of God. Remember Moses says, God, I'm not going anywhere unless you come with me. That's how they're all going to know the difference. That you walk with me, God. That you come. Plenty of buildings like this and some yahoo like me up here doing whatever, but the presence of God makes the difference. Bring them to God. Bring those that have no reasoning, no sound mind, no common sense, trying to hack out a living because they don't know any better. Bring them. Bring them to me, Jesus said. Bring them in their hopelessness state. Bring them in their depression. Bring them in their despair. Slide a loving arm around them, praying in the name of Jesus that God gives them hope. Bring them. John 1.12 tells us this, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. I can't do that, but if we bring them to God, they can do it. To everyone, God has dealt a measure of faith. And so as the word's going out and the spirit of God is moving and the anointing is falling, that faith card can be seen through hopelessness and despair. I think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe, I'm going to believe. And they play it. And the sound mind, they start being washed by the water of the word of God. Someone Facebooked me not, not long ago and said, it's like a whole new world exists I didn't know about. It's true. We all have blinders on until God pierced it. And you see, oh, you see this whole new world. God said, bring them to me. That's your job. Bring them. Luke 14, 23 says, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come, that my house may be filled. We want this house filled. Filled. Filled with people aching to hear from God, needing to hear from God, longing to hear from God. Compel them. 
That's what the Word says. You see it? It's up there, so you know I'm not fibbing or saying some pastoral fib, lie, something. It's right there. That word compel means to drive, force them. Your life is chaotic, man. You need to change something. It's crazy. You need to come to church. Come to the house of God. Let me tell you what he did for me. My mind was crazy. I was a drunk. You got to come. Look, everybody's messed up, so you're not going to miss the target. They're all messed up. We're all messed up. Compel them. Jesus said to the Father, Jesus said to those who know, bring them to me. Bring them. Get that son. Get that dumb uh, lunatic. Doesn't have God reasoning, a sound of wisdom, common sense in him, and bring them to me. John tells us in 836, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Not for a moment, not a fleeting second. Indeed. Amen. Explanation. Indeed. Sound. Free. Bring them, God said. Bring them to me. Mark 9, 24 says, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And we're all like that. You know you should and don't. You know you're called to and don't. You know God is compelling you and don't because there's that unbelief still in us. So when you come, get time to come to this offering, say, God, help me with my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people come, came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. We had a guest speaker uh, yesterday for man to man. And one of you sitting out there worked with the dude before he was saved. And his jaw was dropping yesterday because he's going, ah, it's not the same guy. Same body, same face, different dude. That's what God does. Bring them. Bring them to God. The spirit cried, rent him sore, came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he's dead. He's dead. This generation is dead. It's dead. It's dead. I did bring him. You don't stop there. Your son might look dead. Your marriage might look dead. Maybe it is dead. Our nation might look like it's doomed. Verse 27, Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. You have that part. You don't bring them and just wait for some little magic wand. Ding, and they're perfect. They're going to be dead, lifeless, exhausted, to the despair of not even knowing what to do. And they need you to come be God's hands and God's feet and help them to continue this walk. The guy rose. They look dead all around us. You remember the sixth sense, the, the message I preached? The, the, was it called Sixth Sense? Was that the movie? The Sixth Sense. And he goes, ah, I see dead people, and they're all around. Yeah, amen? amen. I was saying amen to that. I wasn't going, this is creepy. No, he's right. He's right on. And the rest of us don't see them. He said, I saw them. I see them. Saints, bring them to the house of God. 
bring them to where they can hear the word of God. Bring them where they'll sense the power of God. Go get them. This is your mission. We're done. Chicken fry and social fry. We've wasted so much time. Here comes the trucks bringing all the bumper crop in. And just dumping it off into our nation. All these leaders and all this filth and all this not right minds running through our nation now my age. And you know that every generation gets what? Worse. My children's age. Their children's age. And when I go to heaven, it'll be my grandchildren's children. It's like, what? What could they possibly think of? They will bring them. Bring them. John eleven forty says this. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. I don't care what situation you're in. I don't care how big the Goliaths are. If there's an army of them, you hang on by faith to the word of Almighty God. I don't care what you hear, what you say, what they do to you, throw you in the deepest, darkest jail. I don't care if God says you just believe and you'll see the glory of God. Bring them. You and I have got to take this generation by the hand and bring them to God. Bring them. I don't know what's happened to Troy. What's what's happened to Dominic? I don't know. Maybe he's in another church and he's doing great, fine. But if he's not, go get him. Go find him. I'm looking for Alex. Are you here, Alex? Go find him. If you're still trying, keep trying. When Dominic stood up and gave his heart to God at the restoration, I think a little time later in that accident, Alex told him, I've been trying a long time. Keep doing it. Because that's what happens. They need to be hand, their hand held up or they just collapse back down and the enemy comes to get them. Keep doing it. Over and over and over. Tell them, pastor was looking for you. Whatever. Refuse to quit, saints. Don't quit. On your marriage, on yourself, on God, on America, on the church, don't quit. Go tell them. Bring them. Bring them to the house of God. Let's pray and fast and believe and bring them to God. We do our part. I can't change the heart. I can't call it out. God can do it. Bring them to God. With that, there's great hope. I want you to leave eventually when we're through with great hope, not zero hope. You're talking about Almighty God who's a star-breathing God. We're going to have the band come back. We're going to sing that song with everything because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take with everything. Big thing now is they want gun control. The church got to use every weapon it has. No more gun control. We need every weapon up in the front line. Worship, praying, baptized in the Holy Ghost, prayer meetings, fasting, seeking God, believing, everything we got, and then bring them. Pray that the presence of God is so thick in this sanctuary that when they open the church, 
those doors will just be blown away with something they've never felt. Pray that the anointing is so rich that they, when they put that turn signal on, on 40 and soon as their tire touches the property, something grips them. You think that's foolishness, fairy tale? I don't. I don't at all. That song with everything. You want to start bringing your guys? Let's stand as they come. You know, there's something in that song that says, let hope rise. We were singing that last night as we were praying. And I, I know, I, I confess, I'm slow at times. I think that dumb spirit gets on me. Singing that song, and I'm going to let hope rise. I'm thinking, hope? They're talking about the Lord. They're talking about Jesus. He's the blessed hope. Let hope rise. Sometimes just sing songs like their words. You know, you're supposed to say this song and this song. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I get it, God. With everything we have to give, and let hope rise. Not just a little fireworks. God, we need it. And out of you and God, who do you think is the most willing for this? Almighty God. So it's the perverseness in us and the faithlessness in us. I'm not saying you, I'm saying us. Perverseness means we don't live according to the Word of God like we should. Faithless, we give up too quick. We blame God. This song states, with everything, absolutely with everything, what I'm asking you to do, throw yourself in this. Here I am, God. Hands held high, heart wide open. Come to this altar. Stand and sing, kneel and sing, just whatever. Ask God, God, help me to believe. Just bring them. Just bring them, God.